Welcome to the Canvas Rebel Podcast, where we believe your story matters. Your viewpoint and your insights matter. In our view, there is far too much coverage of the trends that ivory tower professors and billionaire fund managers are seeing. What's the edge in hearing the billionaire consensus view over and over again? The edge comes from hearing new perspectives and new information, like from the wedding planner who's worked with hundreds of couples during the pandemic and has noticed that new couples are allocating significantly more of their wedding budgets on small details like personalized neon signs, or hearing from an accountant who's seeing how there is a huge uptick in e-commerce clients generating revenue from in-person pop-ups. Those sorts of insights are what Canvas Rebel is all about, and today, Madison is chatting with some of our content partners about trends and lessons learned. Content partners help us in so many ways from sponsoring our mission to spreading the word about the work that we do and collaborating with us on content like this. And so with no further ado, here's Madison with today's panel. Hi, everyone. My name is Madison. I am so excited to be back with another episode of our podcast talking about all things the craft and business of music, which if you've been listening thus far, you know this is an industry that is very near and dear to my heart. And I'm so excited to, to learn from these three individuals today. So let's get started with some introductions. Okay, I'll go first. Peace, y'all. My name is Johnny Dimitri. I go by the queen of the ghetto gospel. I am from Chicago, Illinois. Singer, songwriter, R&B. Um, I've been doing it for about five, six years now. And I'm taking a stab at entrepreneurship by uh, basically just starting my own music company and taking ownership of what's already mine. Amazing. Oh, uh, well, good afternoon, everybody. Uh, my name is uh, Walter Brooks. I go by JR, um, a um, music producer, professional musician uh, based right now in Miami, um, originally from Chicago, Illinois, currently serving as a uh, co-an assistant engineer for Cash Money Records and for QC. Uh, I produce, I have my own music company, um, and I've had the fortune of being able to engineer for a lot of major artists. Incredible. Hey, what's good, everybody? My name is Double O. Based out of Houston, Texas. I'm a rapper, I'm an actor, comedian, songwriter. And I'm getting ready to drop this next project in May called The Cloth is Different. Um, I hope y'all enjoy it and get ready for what I can bring to y'all in the future. Awesome. Well, let's let's dive right in. The big ticket question here. How did you all break into the music industry? For me, it was really through being broken. You know, breaking in through honestly being broken. I had like uh, like 2017, I want to say maybe 2016, I had lost my job and um, basically just hit rock bottom in a way, you know, and I've always been like a, a natural singer, like, you know, a, just basically having a God given talent, you know, and during that time, I wasn't doing anything with it. You know what I mean? And at that time, I had lost pretty much everything that I had. And it, that was all that I was left with, you know, and I still had everything that I needed. So that was my breakthrough. And I, I just decided to, you know, just go in from there and, and never look back. And I still haven't. And um, I've, I've been doing good kicking ass. Right on. As for me, um, I got into the industry being a musician. Um, so uh, I've had the opportunity to actually take the stage with several artists uh, while I was playing piano, playing drums, um, or playing bass. 
Um, that allowed me to kind of get my uh, my feet wet in the industry. And then from there, uh, I'm matriculated into production. I uh, was able to get some a couple placements, major placements um, early on uh, with production. And then from there, I transitioned to uh, engineering, uh, which I'm doing now, uh, which I, I kind of I enjoy doing the most. So that was kind of my, my way in. Um, it's been pretty, pretty consistent for me. Um, and I guess you'll say pretty enjoyable as well. Yeah. Amazing. And I say, man, I got into music. My uncle and my father was a uh, part of a group called SUC. Um, it's like a, a legendary group out here in Houston. And um, being around them and um, at a very, very young age and seeing a lot of the legends that people look up to in the city of Houston right now, being around that and saying that like at the age of five and growing up and witnessing history like right in front of your eyes and not even knowing that oh my uncle and my dad is a part of this culture like they really mm-hmm. helped this culture grow so that made me want to uh, take on a bigger role and a responsibility in music not only after that when my uncle passed away and ended up getting murdered in Houston it made me like okay man it's, it's it's time to live out what he was doing. It's time to live his legacy. Yeah. What has been the biggest learning lesson you each have experienced while working in music? For me, I I would say um, talent really means nothing. It means everything, but nothing at the same time. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, music is, is really a business, you know? And it's like, you need talent, obviously, to make it flourish but it's it's overall a business so you need just as much as a business mindset as you do yeah yeah i I think i agree with you on that um i think understanding the business side um is really um has been important (laughs) i mean i think if you don't understand it can be detrimental to your career uh especially when you get into contracts and roads splits and things like that and so being able to understand you know the business a lot of times people come into the industry with the talent but they don't understand and they or they forget that it's the music business and they forget so they want to do the music side but they're unable or just don't have the wherewithal to handle the business side and then that's to their to their downfall so i would agree uh, wholeheartedly that understanding the business side is probably uh you know the most important thing Yes, yeah, yeah. I, I'll write along with that one, man. Understanding them, understanding the contracts, especially. I take real, real, real pride in like understanding that you have to understand contracts in in a music game because if you don't, you are gonna end up on a on a <laughs> I say on the back end, man, and it's gonna be very, very, very bad. It's gonna be yeah. a tragic ending. If you don't understand those contracts, understand that you need to own everything, everything. Ownership is the key. If you don't own anything, then you, you really in last place with this music game. Yeah, I I agree. I think it really all comes down to to your talent only taking you so far. It also you also have to have the work ethic and the drive and the motivation this is not an industry for the faint of heart. This is not for somebody to half-ass anything at all. At yeah. least from from what I've seen, I'm sure you all can speak to that as well. This is not for the half-ass people. No, not not at all. Like I, 
I have some people, I'll give you an example. So I have some people around me currently who are interested in getting in the music industry, but they just don't have the uh, the work ethic. Mm, yeah. So they feel like, oh, because I make this type of music or because I look this certain way, that's going to get me through the industry. And then I'm constantly telling like, it doesn't work that way. Like you, you feel like you can walk in a room or you can spend 30 minutes recording a song and that's it. And it doesn't work that way. Like you spend 30 <laughs> minutes and what you think of the song, you'd be like, oh, oh, and all your little people in your circle and your click tells you, oh, that's hot. And I'm like, no, nah, that's trash. And <laughs> at, the end, at the end of the day, my opinion really is the only one that matters because you're using me to get connected, to be able to connect to other people. And it's like, yeah. I think within yeah. the industry, you have to understand, like, you know, you be aware of your circle. You got to have somebody in your circle who's willing to tell you, uh, no, like that's not good, you yep. know, or somebody who you can listen to who can check you and do that. And then understand that when you go to certain people, you know, be able to take criticism from them. Um, so understand that you can't you can't just take the shortcuts and feel like if I shortcut this or I shortcut that, that I can do it. And everything that you see on, on social media isn't always true. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, money I plays a part in that too as well. A lot of people don't have the funds to to take their music to the next level as well. And that's that's yeah. a big thing too. Being able to invest in yourself. Yeah. Well, I think I it, but is it is it being able to invest in yourself or is this uh uh unwillingness to invest in yourself? Because some people I see like they don't want to they say, oh I don't have money for beats, so I don't have money for studio time, but you got money to go buy the latest pair of Georges that came out. Yeah, mm. yeah, I, yeah. I think I think that plays. It's a, it's fifty fifty. I think yeah. you know what I'm saying. I think that it's a fifty fifty. Um, because too, you got to understand, like, um, it's not even just you know recording is just like ten percent of it. You got to really spend more money on marketing and branding, mm-hmm. and that's what yeah. I think a lot of artists don't realize. But like, you got to spend a lot of, it, like, it takes like at least what two hundred fifty thousand dollars to market a song. Yeah, that's what that's what that's what uh P say. That's what it take to get it to radio. Yeah, right? like two fifty. Yeah, right. Really? <laughs> yeah. So you think about it. Mm-hmm. A lot of artists right now. I know a lot of them that only puts a thousand dollars into their marketing and think that's enough. Nah. And they'll push that song for like three months. Like you really have to push a song for more than it's it's man. It's a lot of things that goes into it. <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> now I think I think like the two fifty number. And the people looking at it, they say two hundred fifty thousand. I'm like, it's not a two hundred fifty thousand isn't a definitive number. You right. know, it's kind of it's kind of a, a roundabout maybe all in number at two fifty because you yeah. got some people you know that can that have proven with a thousand dollars they can pop just mm-hmm. because the particular song goes viral. You know, but you can't bank on a song going viral. Um, every single time, and so you you still got to have the budget to be able to put things behind it, and then see what happens when something takes off. And understand, it might not be your first song, you know. Exactly. I'm, and it I'm, might not be the song that's your single. It right, and I use which is funny because I use. Uh, I was telling somebody recently about um, Yellow Beezy and how he dropped the mixtape. He dropped his mixtape, and the song that he, the single that he was pushing on the mixtape isn't the song that broke him around the country. It was another song that was on the on a mixtape towards the bottom that everybody took a liking to. So he was marketing and spending money on one song and another song on the project is the one that took off and actually made him a household name around the country. Wow. Yep. 
My next question, is there a particular band or artist that inspired you to start in this industry? I'll say uh, Tupac for me. Mm. He, was, he was a big influence, Tupac. Yeah. And then after Tupac, um, I'll say Mo3. Mo3 is, kept mm. me wanting to keep going. Yeah. But, for me, I think I have a, a definitely a lot of influences, um, just a wide music range and R&B especially, you know, like I grew up under a lot of older women, you know, like definitely born with an old soul, you know, so I love people like Aretha Franklin and yes. the Gladys and, you know, but when it comes down to being new school, I love the Jasmine Sullivan's, the Ari Lennox, you know, so mm-hmm. it is such a wide range of people, you know, from Erica Badu to Lauren Hill. It's like, oh, yeah. I can, I can go nonstop on on you know the the people that I love who I can say have been an influence and an impact in you know just my musical life not even my just my music career you know but my musical life you know so yeah I would be talking all day. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see. I think for me it has to be um, wow probably. When I first started out, probably Pharrell and mm. Tim, probably Pharrell and Timberland, um, and dealing with that with the Neptunes and, and that and that Timberland Magoo sound, um, because they were real um, musical. They had they were using they were being creative with music, um, and I think that creativity is what drove me to kind of be to to say, okay, I could take the music that I'm playing and actually be able to put it into mainstream music. Um, yeah. and, use it and then i think from an old school perspective um probably my biggest influence would be barry white and the love unlimited orchestra mm. um, because me being a real musician an actual musician who can read music and can actually play um that just their orchestrations were always phenomenal to me in terms of the strings and the horn sections the way they put things together to make it to make it sound full yeah well said Well, it's no secret that the music industry is both extremely saturated and extremely not saturated because there's a lot of people, everybody's trying to break into the industry, but there's no two people that are exactly the same. All that to say, how do you set yourself apart in a market that's pretty oversaturated? What makes you? Man, Um, I don't rap about like cars, money, jewelry, the typical (laughs) drugs um that that the normal artists will rap about i actually rap about like what i see what i experience like if i i see um like where i grew up i see mother strong out on crack i seen um, um mama's can't pay their bills going to the wick office eating kick series i grew up off a of hamburger helper so i'm i'm giving you that and i'm letting you know i did have to sell drugs but I sold drugs. My mama had to stay up late at night. I'm letting you know the consequences and I'm giving you a, a more of a choice to like, okay, I did this, but it came with this. So if yeah. you do this, understand this is going to happen. So go this route. I'm, and I feel like a lot of rappers and musicians, they take their listeners' choice away. And I don't take my listeners' choice away. I allow yeah. you to make that choice yourself. Right on. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's dope. Um, for me, it's the a very similar kind of relatability um, to where it's 
it's basically like walking in purpose. You know, it's not like you're trying to sell the music or sell sex or sell, you know, just entertainment. It's basically, it's basically like you're selling. And I, I use this term loosely, but your soul, you know, you're putting your soul on the line basically for people to relate to. For somebody to to have something to relate to. So when I say selling your soul, I don't necessarily mean like, oh, well, you know, you're selling out. You didn't sell your soul to the devil. But it's like, no, I'm I'm selling vulnerability, you know, in a way that everybody can have something to where you can feel a part of. You know, it's something for you to relate to and something for you to have to get you over or, or, or to get you through or you know even to help you party to help you you know whatever you want to do but it is just something that basically giving the people something that they can feel you know mm-hmm. and it's is is definitely a big part of like your purpose and what you were really really born to do and that's why I use the term soul you know well your purpose I feel like it comes from your soul mm-hmm. you know so with, with a lot of the the thing to bear your soul in this if you really want to be who you want to be you know so for me it is definitely about about the soul and about the purpose Mm -hmm. i think for me um i guess you would say from a from a music production standpoint um the biggest difference i think a thing that sets me apart is i actually play so i don't have to i'm not clicking in beats or clicking mm-hmm. all the time. Like I can actually sit down to a grand piano and I can I can play a piece by Tchaikovsky or, or Beethoven. Like I can sit down and, and play it. <laughs> or, I sit, or I can pick up a and uh pick pick up a bass guitar and, and I can play, or I can sit on a drum set and I can actually play. So from a from a production standpoint, it makes me it makes me unique in the sense that I can actually play the instruments. And so when we're in a production of a song or production of a record, my mind thinks differently because now because I'm a little more creative. I can think a little more outside of the box. I hear different instrumentation than probably what other people hear just because of my, my natural musical background. And so I think that, that really separates. And then when it comes to um, forming records because of the, because of my musical background um, in terms of vocal, so I can sit down and I can tell a singer, Hey, sing this right here or do this run this particular run right here versus doing that or um when it comes to somebody rapping i could say you know instead of using those lines let's switch it and let's do this and so that's been able for me that's been the one thing that's been able to kind of set me apart from everybody else and has been able you know to consistently been able to to keep me working so i think i've um like johnny said i like i've been able to kind of find that purpose yeah. and be that thing that that sets me, that makes me different, that that I have, that every that people want, that people want, and so people now naturally come to me for it. Yeah, I love that. Well, my final question before we wrap up for this afternoon: How do you stay motivated and inspired amidst creative burnout? Take a vacation. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> take, a, take a vacation. Um, I, I, so I'll do this. Like, so I've gotten more into engineering lately than I have production. Um, and that's because I was mentally, I think I was going through burnout. Uh, so I was just mentally fatigued from the creation and the creativity consistently over and over again. Um, so I had to start taking, um, 
I went and focused on engineering, but then I realized I went from one extreme to the next. So I yeah. finally realized um, I need to start taking some vacations. Um, mm-hmm. So now I've kind of put it, I've made it my business um, once every three months I have to take a vacation. So I'll take a Love week that. off. Um, and so like for me, uh, I like to cruise. So mm-hmm. I was going for, for one week every three months. I'm going to Love cruise. that. No, no phones, no computers, no laptops, nothing. And what what I've realized is, when I come back from the cruise, I feel re- I'm regenerated because I've been able to let my mind just kind of be free to get away. And so when I come back, I just have like a, I guess you would say, a renewed vigor for music. Mm, yep, love that. Yeah, I agree with that. But for me, is it's really just being graceful to myself. You know what I mean? Like if I'm having a brain fart or or whatever it could be. It's like, you know, basically take a vacation, take a break, just step away from it and just remember that you're still human. You know, don't beat yourself up about it. Like you ain't lost it, you know, like, right. you, hey, you just need to chill, you know what I'm saying? So it's like extend yourself a little mercy and grace and, and you know, just step away and come back to it. Love that. Yeah. And with me, it'll be more so reading and researching. Um, I find like uh, learning something or trying to stimulate my mind, it helps with me. Uh, it helps with my writing process a lot. Yeah. So if I find myself like, because I write about life, so life is motivating. As long as I'm living, I can write. Yep. But sometimes you you get stuck. So by me reading or reading something that's informative or researching something that's informative, it helps me. It helps me get back to my writing process. Sure. Yeah. Well said. Well, thank you all so much for your time today. This was so inspiring for me. I, you know, I work in the music industry, but definitely in a little bit of a different space than each of you, but I'm feeling very inspired and I hope this is just as beneficial for each of you as it was for me. Definitely. It was a pleasure to meet all of you. Yes. Thank you all so much.